everyone. I'm Hope Lehman. I'm Camila Richardson. And I'm Marisol Catchings. And welcome to Just Be, a podcast by and for Black women entrepreneurs. Let's get it cracking. So I guess we should jump into it now. Today we're going to be talking about the holiday hustle. Um, As you know by now, we are product-based businesses individually. And um, today we wanted to talk about our own experiences with selling in the holiday season, um, some tips for holiday selling, as well as uh, Black Friday, Plaid Friday, and Small Business Saturday. So let's get into it, guys. All right, you guys. So this is going to be one of my favorite segments. I can't wait to hear. You know, I love a good story. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the crazy eyes on you guys. I do. So I want to hear your best. Let's start with your best. Yes. Start with your best holiday season and then tell us a little bit about your worst holiday season. Okay. Well, yeah. Starting on a good note, right? Yes. (laughs) All right, so this is Maddie. Hi, guys. Nice for you to be back with us. Um, I would say that my best holiday season was probably last season because I did not have to vend. I did, like, one event, and that was it. Um, Actually, I did two, but one of them was inside, and I'm really happy about that. I hate being cold, so outside events are just out for me now. But, yeah. Um, Right. It's 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 awful, especially when it's like rain and wind and yeah, those kinds of things are not fun. <laughs> Vending is already hard. Know. And when you add the elements of, you know, weather to it, mm-hmm. it makes it just even more difficult. Well, yeah. And I don't I don't know, unless you sell them like golden tickets, like it's like I had no business being out in that weather. I don't know why <laughs> I put myself through that. But I'm sure all vendors, it's like part of the experience. But oh, my God, like there's just no there's it's it, I mean, one tip is like it ain't worth it. Just like take care of yourself. Do something else. <laughs> exactly. So last season, well, last season, it was also super rainy, like yeah. here in the Bay Area. And so most of the events, you know, outside events were just not doable. Um but yeah last season was like really easy i did two events one of them was first friday the other one was an event in san jose and the rest everything else was just online orders and it was just the easiest best holiday i could just send from my house i was so excited about that what about you hope oh i was like i had a question for you oh i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) (laughs) how did how did you do that how you do that that whole selling online thing you should see Hope's face. <laughs> That's like a dream. Um, that is. Yeah. So over, so my, I've been in business for almost five years now. So like four and a half years. And I started compiling a list of emails from my customers when I was doing vending events. And so every event, I always have a list out so that people can sign up and, you know, they can learn more about my business 
Um, I can send them emails. And really, that's one of the, the biggest things that I always recommend for people is that getting your email list up. Even if you don't, you're not on top of it, you're not sending out emails, just having that list because the people that come by and or visit your website or whatever, they like what you're doing. And so they want they want to hear more from you. They want to learn about you. They want to grow with you as you grow. And so I suggested to people that are just getting started, even if you're not on top of all that stuff yet, getting those emails is is like getting money in your pocket. Yes, I agree. So when you're ready for it, it, it it's there. I sent out two emails last um, last holiday season. One of them was a reminder that this is my deadline for holiday, you know, um, mm-hmm. orders. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like around Thanksgiving. Um, I sent out, I sent out another one around Thanksgiving and yeah, just from Thanksgiving all the way until my deadline in December that, you know, people were just ordering. So it's a reminder that you're selling and, you know, that, you know, you, you're reaching out to them to let them know that you're available. That's awesome. I love to hear that you did that through email because somebody recently reminded that your email list is the only thing that's yours. They were like, you're... Instagram could cut you off. It's happened to a few people that I know. Twitter could let go of you. Facebook could be like, bye. But your email list is the only thing that is truly yours. It's your direct communication with your customer and your clientele. So to really nourish that and help it grow. Somebody recently, recently reminded me that. So I love to hear that you were successful at that. That's inspirational. Yeah. And like I said, it's been it's been a matter of years. So some of those people on my email list have been there since like the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I might have started off with like 20 emails or something like that. But those those are the people that want to hear about it more. So, yeah, you're right. That is something that's yours. And that even if all of these other places kick you off, like you still have access to these people who love your product. Yeah. I love it. Hope, what's your best one? Best experience? Um, well, we might have to go to you because I'm a full disclosure. I don't do well during the holidays, so I'm here to learn. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I can share, like, I have a lot of tips about what I've learned about my time and my energy, but I'd rather share that for the tips section. And I have a lot of, like, terrible experiences I could share. But best, I, I mean, I make most of my money in the spring and summer. So I'm still trying to figure out how to crack the holiday nut a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Camila, what about you? What is your best holiday experience? I think it might be this year. This year, I had a few of my customers um, that reached out to me about doing large corporate orders. So putting my product in their, as a, like their, holiday giveaway you know as like this is what the company is going to give you which I have some coffee mugs that say girls hustle harder so I don't know if I was an employee to get a mug that said like girls hustle harder I would be like what are you trying to tell me oh my god yeah that's amazing and that's something I haven't I haven't thought about you know doing like corporate orders yeah but that sounds awesome also side note I just got some of Camila's mugs and um, I hoarded a little bit, so I have like three of them in my house. Like I was like, Miguel, you're not getting your mug. <laughs> this is my mug. <laughs> because I like coffee and water. I don't know. I prefer to drink out of mugs than like glasses. I do too. I so, drink my cocktails out of mugs when I'm at home. 
like, it's just me. What am I going to do? I feel ridiculous sitting up there with a fancy ass glass. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I drink. Yeah. Usually I, I like big mugs. And so I'll drink my wine out of mugs. I'm not a fancy person. <laughs> It's just you. Well, I mean, it could be a jar. No, I'm just you and the baby. We'd be drinking out jars. Yeah. So, yeah, this year I've had two customers already do that, and I actually got approached for a third one last night. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So, so far, this has actually been my best holiday season, and I'm also um, really, like, gearing up for uh, BFCM, which is what people call Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I learned that this year. Um, Acronyms. Yeah. So I'm really gearing up for that. I have a a checklist that um, another black business owner, Tiffany, um, sent out uh, so that I can't wait to share. And then my other best holiday one was I did a vending event. Uh, It was SF Etsy. I know we talk about them on the show all the time. It's like good and bad. Um, but I did well at their uh, local May pop-up for the holidays about in 2015. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice. I mean, one thing for me is that I am – the interesting thing about my product that I'm trying to figure out that I was just talking about in one of my classes, my business classes I'm teaching, is my value proposition, my value add, is that a lot of people give my stuff as gifts anyways. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, hmm, how do I – I think I need to market it that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out, like, how to get into the psychology of people. I mean, and, and it's a very nuanced, like, social justice thing, too, where people are like, oh, like, everybody comes to my table and they're like, oh, like, you know, Monica would love that pin. Or, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, not to pick on white folks, but, you know, they'd be like, oh, my black friend would like that pin. And they, like, get it for them. And then – but I get it. It's like – but I actually like that. I think that's, like – I do, too. It's like it's – like, it's like – I like it because it shows that people are like trying to work on their stuff a little bit. It just, you know, shows that people are listening and that they are mindful of like, you know, social justice stuff, which I think is good. That's like my point. Yeah. I love when people like get it when they're like they buy you something that's just perfect for you, you know, during the holidays. Yeah. I'm not really big on like big gifts or anything like that. So those like little things mean everything. Yeah. Um, All right, Mari, what was your worst Oh, yes, what was breath. my worst? <laughs> hmm. I would have to say, okay, so I do encourage people to try out different things. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes the weather is different. For me, it was the um, Telegraph Street Fair in Berkeley. And it's huge. It happens every year. It's been going on for like 20 plus years. But it's out in the cold and sometimes the rain. It happens over like six days. Um, So two weekends and then the two days before Christmas. And that, like I did it um, in 2014. And it was so cold and it was rainy and it was windy. And I was like really new at vending. And so, you know, I have, we have our tent up. Um, We ended up getting a... I was sharing the tent with a friend and we ended up getting rained on. Um, Both of us have uh, fabric based products and all of a sudden it just started pouring. We're trying to like cover everything. Everything's getting wet. Um, They're 
yeah like what we were right um by the you know the gutter of the street and so all this water started <gasps> running through and we had like boxes on the floor and we're trying to like move everything and as soon as we got everything settled and we're just like oh my god we're soaking wet and it's just like you know we're, we're trying to like cover everything and then it stopped and then like five minutes later the sun popped out <laughs> i was just getting ready to ask did you leave were you like oh yeah i was this. like nope i'm done i'm done and then as soon as we got all packed up and you know we're moving toward the car the sun pops out what about you hope oh my worst experience your worst experience. i feel like all my holiday experiences are terrible i mean like so for vending i'm gonna be like transparent with vending i had to learn that and the holidays i think taught me a lot about conserving my energy and being strategic on where i decide to go and spend my time um i think when i was sort of un well unemployed when i left my last full-time gig um i was vending in the fall of 2015 for the holidays like oh i can put my time and energy towards this thing and you know it just it was just event after event of not making money at like tech uh tech companies um let's see where else um at larger markets i just don't think my mark my market is not i need to i've learned to go to like strategic events where there's about to be like brown ass people and i mean last year one of the events i did pretty good at by accident um was at our own holiday pop-up i made like 400 bucks and i wasn't even at my table Woo! so i do think there's something about pulling your market um and being strategic, especially because it's cold and you can go, you gonna make yourself sick and all these things. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, that's, yeah, my target market is somewhere else. I don't know. I'm still trying to find them during the holidays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that it's probably what you're saying. It's online and, and it's like through strategic marketing. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, that email list is your is your list and the people that are your market. And so getting that up is key especially to stay out of all that rain and the wind and the <laughs> all the oh, sad I weather did that. i cannot stand to be cold i hate being cold okay i will be hot and sweaty and sticky and gross all day I but i do either. not want to be cold we like, are my such feet get california cold, babies i was like i won't be hot either i have one thing to add though the only thing the one thing that is like whether or not it is a um one indicator of whether or not how bad the event is, is if you get like a pity sale, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like that's awkward. Like the person who's hosting is like, I'll buy something. Uh -huh. oh, that yeah. happened at the pop up that we met each other at. Yeah, I definitely at have the tech shop. One of those before. Yeah, yeah. This tech at this tech spot definitely got a pity sale. And you know, I'll take it, but still, it's like, <sighs> why am I here? <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten pity sales before, but I'm like, I will for sure take your money. Thank you. <laughs> I've been standing all here. This is the here. least you can do after you have me come up here and set up and waste my time. This is the least you can do is mm -hmm. buy something from me. Yep. What about you, Camila? What's the worst? Um. Well, I've, I've already discussed it a little bit uh, on our podcast, but I'll just do a brief recap. It was at the Mint in San Francisco. It was by a company or group that had never hosted a pop-up before. They were brand new. They came from a total different industry, which I found that when a lot of people think that hosting a pop-up is easy. They're like, oh, I can get some creatives in a space and people will just show up, right? It's San Francisco. And it's not that easy. And 
I feel like they thought it was and they did not think it through. They did not do any advertising. They didn't have any signage outside of the building. It oh. was so horrible. Signage it, is like basic. It was signage is basic. And I felt bad because we were like looking out of the windows. And if anybody's familiar with the uh, old building in San Francisco, it's like this old you know, historic building with like these very old windows and then you just huge old windows and you just see our little faces at the bottom of the window, like <laughs> peering out, looking at the bustling streets outside and we're just stuck inside with nobody shopping. Oh my God. I can totally imagine that. Just these little sad people looking out between blinds, just like, help, come shop. <laughs> just Wait, wait, you have to tell them what day that was of the year. It was Black Friday. In San Francisco. In San Francisco, across the street from the mall. The old Mint building is directly across the street from Westfield Mall. I feel like my heart would hurt. Like, come over (laughs) here, please. (laughs) A lot of people, like... I wish I would have been as smart as some of the people who recognize what it was going to be immediately. I had two or three vendors in my room that within the first hour, they were like, oh, I see exactly where this is going. Goodbye. And like folded up their table and like left mm. within the first hour. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had been as smart as them. But I was like, I'm going to wait it out and see if people show up late. You know, which yeah. didn't happen. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about tips for holiday selling. you guys welcome back now it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of holiday sale (laughs) (laughs) and get some great advice and tips on what can help make your holiday uh good okay i can go first because mine are short since i'm well i mean as an entrepreneur you're always learning that's that's something that you just have to embrace if you think you know everything it's gonna be a rough road Mm -hmm. um but um, one of the two key things I've really, really learned um, is the number one thing. Well, they're actually related to each other. So know your target market. Like know who your customers are and where they're going to be at. Because like I said, I spent, I probably wasted like most of my time really going to holiday events, um, being stressed out about money, right? I need to make money. So I forced myself to go to all these events not analyzing that my target market is nowhere to be found and I have no business being there. (laughs) So my black ass should have been at home prepping, emailing my mailing list, (laughs) mind you. Okay. Um, So I would say like really, and and track your your events. I mean, if you're not already doing this, you you should be, but have a spreadsheet. Track all of the events you vend at. Track how much money the cost is. Track how much money you make so you know what your profit is. Mm -hmm. And then you know whether or not to bother with it again. I um, learned pretty quickly that there's no shame in just like, I don't make money once, don't need to spend my time there again. It's just how the cookie crumbles. Unless there's like some other value add that you feel like might be worth a second gamble. But in this sort of hustle that we're in, 
for me, I was like, no, it's too much time and effort and money. So I'm not going to mess with it. But if I do make the money, then definitely go for it again. And the tracking. Did you have something? Maddie's got something to add, I think. Yeah, because I, I think so. Hope and I are more um, culture. We have more culture based products. And so I definitely suggest that that absolutely what you're saying is true. And it's also true for me as well. Like, I don't do well in spaces that are not black and brown filled. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, if you have a more universal product, then I would definitely suggest trying out some of the larger events if you're into vending um, and getting on in, like, marketplaces Mm -hmm. um, online. But, yeah, if you are a more culture-based vendor, product, maker, artist, then, yeah, definitely try to peep out, like, um, seek out places that are, you know, people of color friendly. Like there are a lot of people of color that, you know, that go shop there. I also suggest like checking out markets before you decide to do them. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Visit the market before you decide to do them. Although I have super, I'll have vendor FOMO where I'll be like, oh, I should have vended. <laughs> I hate that feeling. <laughs> I really don't like that feeling. Um, I've had that before. Yeah. yeah um and well especially because we all know each other people will lay it they they added on heck you know they'd be like why aren't you vending and i'm like Shh, quiet, just leave me alone <laughs> just trying to enjoy the event just trying to enjoy it um yeah so really really phone in on who your market target market is and where are they um yes and then um and then I would say, well, some things that have been interesting that I'm still dabbling in is holiday catalog. So the East Bay Express has a holiday catalog that I'm um, going to definitely try to be in again this year. Last year I was in it. I made I didn't make very many, very many sales from it. But again, like I'm learning the online world still. Um, but it's nice to just get get name recognition because it has helped in that way with branding. Um, and then um the and again in the catalog i'm like one of few kind of like social justice e art things anyways in there so i think it's just they east bay express like they bug me a lot they're like we want you represented so i'm like okay um and then the other thing i would actually add that's not on here which is what we we kind of talked about it but i want to put it as a clear bullet point is maybe pull your market and create your own event like you know i mean we did that with we've done that with just be in the holiday pop-up but I've seen it done in, you know, other creative ways, like having a house pop up for the mm-hmm. holidays. Like people make more money out in a house party than they do, like at these giant vendors that were tr- markets that we're trying to compete against. Um, and or yeah. And I think, yeah, I would think about creative ways to kind of get your market to you as well. So those are that's my tips. I love that suggestion about uh, having like a home pop up or doing something smaller with like a group of people that, you know, and inviting all your closest friends and family. Uh, How I initially started my business was a girl said, oh, I love what you're doing. I want to support you. I want to throw you a party. And she threw me a house party in an apartment off of Fruitville and East 14th. I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. And I made $1,000. Yes. All right. In an apartment. (laughs) Sheree Murphy. Shout out. Look, I'm just going to shout her out right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sheree Murphy. I have never forgotten you. I will remember you for the rest of my life because you really did help kickstart my business. And all she did was she met me and she said, oh, I love what you're doing. I want to throw you a party. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I had a, a similar experience as well. Um, 
and Rachel Ann from uh, she used to work at the Oakland Museum Mm -hmm. and she also has her own business uh, making like Mexican themed uh, nichos like little altar boxes Um, she did the same thing where she invited me to her home she invited a lot of friends and you know family people of the community and yeah I made like $500 at her house just just you know a few people coming in and out, you know, every hour for a few hours. And it was amazing. Like those little events, you know, especially with people, like I said, people that you know and your community will support you. And so um, and reaching out to them is also really helpful. So, yeah, creative ways of of getting your your people together or, you know, if you know one or two other people that are also selling things, you know, together in one space will will bring you some money. I just wanted to highlight what you said again, Camila, about it being in an apartment because my brain just flashed to like a sexy tech office. <laughs> where we made no money. Yeah, where we made like no money. <laughs> yeah, because I just want to highlight that for the listeners because I think, and this is something, an aha moment for me, like the perception is, is you go where the money's at, which yes, tech offices have money. Um, well, no, they have money. They do. Um, <laughs> but again, not my target market. Mm-hmm. I'm wasting my time. So, like, it's not really about the sexy office. It's about where your target market at. If yes. it's at an apartment, it's in an apartment. Mm-hmm. And also giving your community an opportunity to support you. That was one of the things I learned in yes. that apartment as well is, yes. like, people want to support you. Yeah. They want to see you be successful in your business. And if you give them the mm-hmm. opportunity to help you, they will. Yes, they will. All right, Camila, what are your what are your holiday tips for selling? I well, I, that was my main one. <laughs> <laughs> I just discussed it now that I've finished it. Um, yeah, let your tell your community what you're doing. Give them the opportunity to support you because they do want to um, support you. But this year I was able to look up a lot of like um checklist and different scheduling things to help prepare for black friday cyber Mm -hmm. monday um and i have one here that i have pulled up it's from a graphic designer that i know by the name of tiffany she's awesome she's out of houston and her business is beauty boss lab she does content to help people with beauty brands Mm -hmm. uh, grow their business and be successful but this year she emailed um a few people or she emailed us uh, 14 tips to help you slay your Black Friday weekend sales is the title of this list. Ooh, and what's I'm, on it? I know. <laughs> Share it with us. I will. And I will also um, link in the show notes to her website and her Instagram and everything. She's she has great business advice um, that we will share with our communities. And I don't know if I'm going to read all 14. But I do have a few here that I want to highlight. So the first one is decide which sales days you will be participating in. For some companies, it's Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. And for other ones, it's Cyber Monday. Or you can participate in all three. But she says uh, decide which ones you're going to run your sale on. Mm -hmm. Set a goal for how much revenue you would like to make. When you know the number, it's easier to set your mind to it and make it happen. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what's another one on here? On Instagram, make two out of every six posts a promo for your product. Oh, that's, I like that. that yeah, that I like that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, she has, yeah, she has a few logistical ones on here. Um, let's see. I wanted to read. Schedule your social media posts in advance. You should do this anyway. It will save you a ton of time and keep you consistent. Uh, create, this is for you, Madi. You've already done this. <laughs> create an email funnel leading up to your sale. This is the time to use that email list. Commit to send out at least three emails this month prior to the sale. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. I'm going to get on it. <laughs> Do a test walkthrough through your checkout to ensure your buyer has a smooth process and everything is working. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, make sure all your links are right if you're online. You know, and on your social media, all of your links are correct. Uh, and then the final two that I just want to say really quickly are um, for product-based businesses, set up an abandoned cart automation uh, if you haven't done so for your website. So when someone puts things into their cart and is so close to checking out, but for some reason they don't follow through, it immediately sends them an email and says, hey, we noticed that you didn't follow through on this order. And sometimes it'll send them a promo, it'll say if we offer you an additional 10%, if we offer you free shipping, would that help you uh, follow through? And then the last thing uh, that I like is um, create a holiday and sales banner for your website homepage. I did that last year and it really helped. Like I changed the whole homepage of my website and I did a total blackout thing where I had like black text on a black background and was like black Friday sale, you know, enter this code for this, um, uh, percentage off mm -hmm. question. Yes. Does she talk about the right percentage off? Uh, she does say, create your offer. You will be, will you be offering percentage or a dollar amount? You could do the same offer all weekend or switch it up if you see that one is working better than the other. Okay. I'm curious. Yeah. I usually like offer something like that. So I usually do like um, Friday, Saturday, and I usually give a percentage off because you know some people order more than others and so mm -hmm. giving them a percentage off gives them you know an extra dollar or two and people are more it's a little bit more incentive to buy okay depending on what your um you know how much your products are if they're smaller amount um you know they're smaller price products then you probably want to do um either fix yeah i would say fixed amount for like smaller price products rather than percentage but um and I would also suggest that um, if you decide to, to do any sales, you know, that whole weekend, you know, just be mindful that everybody's doing sales that weekend. And so sometimes it's a little, it's a little easier to start ahead of time. So yes. if you start like on Wednesday or Thursday on Thanksgiving, like if you schedule everything ahead of time, it does make things a little easier and you are a little bit more visible. Because I noticed that, you know, after um, advertising, because I do a lot of advertisement on Instagram and sometimes through Facebook, but everybody, all the small businesses that I follow are doing it at the exact same time. So you have more competition. Um, but yeah, getting started a little bit early is also really helpful. And sending out your emails, you know, for your sales is also really helpful. Yes. But, she has oh, one other point on here that I think is important that I 
skipped over, make sure your mobile site is loading and functioning properly. This is the largest time where people buy from their phones and tablets mm. are, is during uh, this weekend. So make sure that that is working properly. Nice. I had a question for you, Mani. Um, for the, when you say start early, do you mean, do you mean like your sales starts on Monday? Like people get the discount or the, the people get the discount starting on Wednesday? Yeah. So the last two years, I tried it my first year and I did it, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I got, you know, I got a lot of sales still, but um, I've been starting the last two years on like Wednesday or Thursday morning. And, you know, people are eating. They've <laughs> Thanksgiving. They're sitting down, you know, after they eat, they want to just relax. They look through their phone, Instagram, whatever, and they they'll start shopping then. So I would say, like, get started, like, Wednesday or Thursday just to get ahead of everybody else because every, the majority of people that start advertising start advertising on Friday. Okay. That's a good clarification. I have a question as well. Um, so I'm going to start my sale next. I was going to start it on Thanksgiving, but I've been getting orders this week. Mm -hmm. And, like... The nice me is like, oh, no, I wish they would have waited until, you know, <laughs> next Thursday mm -hmm. for the sale. But then the business part of me is like, girl, take that money, ship that package. And if they ask you for a discount, cool. If they don't, cool. Yeah, I, I always like that sometimes happens to me as well, like okay. right before I have a sale. So if somebody emails me and it's usually only like one person that ends up asking you like, hey, I just put this order in. Would I be able to get, you know, this discount? And I say, OK, now, if you have like 20 people trying to do that. No, 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 no. OK, like but I usually and then it's just kind of like, you know, I send out emails with this information or I put posts on Instagram. And so it's like if you get this deal, get it right now. OK, but before or after, like, sorry, you missed out. Wait till the next one. OK, what Thank about you. what about um, for the like the month of November for folks who are like buying things before the sale? What if they would it be worthwhile to be like and guess what? It's like, you know, Plaid Friday, November, like you get 10 percent off, you know, your next sale. So like they could come back. I don't know if it's an idea for those people. Yeah, I, I have another question for you guys. Do you run a sale for Thanksgiving and for Christmas? Or do you just do one in November and say December it is what it is? I mean, I've I've done both, I think, but Yeah, I've done both as well. So I usually do um like I'll do like a flash sale though. Like so November, the end of November is like my big sale and people will get, you know, more days to purchase things. And then I'll do like a like a really quick flash sale in December. And then I was going to do I was actually going to do two sales in December last year. And then I ended up just doing one at the very beginning of the month and then just sending out a reminder email um, telling people like my end date for, you know, shipping out orders so that you get them by Christmas is like December 15th. So make sure you get those in. And people started ordering without the sale. So like sometimes it's good to have the sale if you so like I noticed that when I was smaller, a little smaller business, it was really good to have those sales because it's promoting, you know, your business and um, people get really excited about it. Mm -hmm. But as you grow and as more people start following you, you, you gain a larger following. Like it's not as necessary to have those sales because people are just interested anyway in your product and they want a piece of that, you know, especially if it's a quality product. 
so okay. yeah like it's nice to have the sales like once once or twice maybe three times a year depending on what you want to do and how you want to do it if you're more volume i would say have more sales if you're um you know you just want people to come by and you know for traffic to pick up organically then i would say like have fewer sales but make sure that your content is like really on point like you know you have great pictures and those kinds of things but i'm finding that it's not as necessary now to have as many sales i felt like i needed to have more in the beginning and now i don't really feel like that cool can you define what a flash sale is it was just like a super quick sale like so today hey guys there's a sale like buy it right now like buy from me right now use this code right now and um for how many hours uh i usually leave it up all day okay. like you know like a 24 hour yeah something like that okay yeah or like it's tuesday you know use tuesday off and it's just all day from when i post to you know 11 59 okay cool oh one more thing Coupon codes. Make sure that your coupon codes work. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did that once. I sent out a huge email and I got emails immediately like, your code isn't working. And I was so focused on building that damn email that I forgot to go to my website and enter in the coupon code. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good tip. All right. Are we, Monty, have we talked about your tips? We're getting a lot of good. <laughs> expert advice here all right here we go all right yeah i have like i made like a whole list of like tips um as i said before your mailing list is like a gift from god and so you know i love that <laughs> a gift from the heavens a gift from the heavens and um that is 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 your key to really making money for the people that follow you i really can't stress that enough um Let's see, we've talked about, sorry. Um, I would say that if you're getting started um, or you're like a, around a, like a small growing to medium sized business, craft fairs can still be really helpful during the holidays. You know, also if you haven't built your list up, like holiday fairs, shows, like little shows, like all of those little things really count in this time. And so, um, I would suggest trying out ho holiday craft shows. Um, now, just be mindful that when you apply, you're going to have to apply ahead of time for the bigger ones, like yeah. in October. Yeah, or July. Yeah, depending like on which ones they are. Some of the are. big ones started mm -hmm. their application process in July. Yeah, like, what is it, like West Coast Craft? And, yeah. Like those, yeah, Renegade. those mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, really big shows. They end up having... Um, you know, a long wait list. They end up having a lot of applicants. And so they put out their applications a lot, um, you know, way ahead of time. Um, but I would say that craft shows like in the past have been very helpful. Um, just also be mindful of the audience again, like the people that come, the attendees, like if you're a more cultural product, you know, you may not do as well if there aren't as many people of color in the space. But check it out and see for yourself. Oh, I just had a quick add. I would be mindful of the people in the space and then also the timing. I noticed that any events, even though it kind of feels maybe sucky to be working up until Christmas, but the later the event, the more likely they are to buy. At least that's my experience. Like they're coming there like, huh, let me buy some stuff. <laughs> so yeah, people yeah. wait to the last minute to do their Christmas shopping. I mean, I know I do. Yeah, so I guilty. do too. Okay. I would also suggest preparing for any holiday um, 
any or preparing any holiday items that you have like starting in September. So if you're a maker and you make everything yourself, I would start making those things in September. That way they're ready in like October, early November. And, um, you know, if you decide that you want to wholesale, if you decide that you're selling to stores or you want to just start advertising them, like, and you, you sell in vending spaces, taking those, um, you know, taking those pieces with you in like late, October, early November are really helpful for selling them, you know, like if you have holiday products. Um, and it gives you enough time where you're not stressed. Like two years in a row, I was like, oh my God, the holidays are here. And I wanted to make like ornaments and like little, you know, things for the holidays. And oh, it like just got, lines. yeah, it just got like way too late. And I'm like, okay, it was just next year, next year. So planning ahead of time is also super helpful. Um, and then preparing like your website, if you have, if you have a website, you sell online, taking photos and having that prepared, you know, to sell early as well is super helpful. And then my last tip is if you sell online, um, and you're selling during the holidays, like I said, give yourself a time frame. like give your customers a time frame. like this, these, this is your deadline for purchasing holiday items because you're gonna have to ship them out and shipping during holidays is hell so <laughs> so you want to make sure that if you're shipping something that you give yourself I'm at like least... making a face tell me more <laughs> camila me is more. making a face over here <laughs> i won't say who but is it is a government agency that processes mail <laughs> It's USPS, everybody. <laughs> Last year, I would say to also add to your pay attention to your shipping, mm -hmm. go ahead and pay for uh, the extra insurance possibly if you do a mm -hmm. lot of shipping during the holiday and for the tracking information as well. Because last year I had a very difficult time with this agency that will be remain nameless but they're a government agency and, <laughs> we already <laughs> and they deal with mail um but last year i had a very difficult time with them and some of those insurances that i got for like the larger orders saved me because mm -hmm. they lost the packages the moment i dropped oh them off God. at the post office <laughs> oh, no. oh my so, God, no i just wanted to say yes you're absolutely right with the pay attention to shipping what about, um, do you guys mess with UPS or FedEx business accounts? I have a UPS uh, business account. I don't have a FedEx account. It is more expensive, but that also brings up another good point that at the holidays, it might be worth it. Mm -hmm. You might actually save more money shipping UPS or FedEx. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And just be mindful that like if you are shipping products, people this is the time where like people steal packages from the front step. Yes. Um, that oh. has happened to me like during for holidays. I feel so bad when it happens. But then it's also like making sure that you have tracking. And yes, if you have insurance, it's super helpful. If it's um, over $100, I'm just going to suggest if mm -hmm. it's over $100, get the insurance. Yeah. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you want you want to make sure that your customers are happy and that, you know, they keep coming back and that um, even if something does happen like that, I always suggest that being really kind to your customers and like trying to work with them, you know, 
is uh, key. So like I've had a few customers that are like, I've lost my package. I don't know what happened. And I try everything to like get it, get it together, you know, like make sure that they're, they're comfortable. And sometimes it's not really feasible for you to replace whatever if it's been, you know, someone took it from their, their uh, doorstep. But just being really mindful of like, you know, how you would feel if something were taken and you ordered it and you paid a lot of money. So giving discounts or just really walking them through the process to try to track down their package is super helpful. And people come back for that reason because you're being very helpful. Yeah, I would um, add and actually peeped it on your website, Madi, which is like having a policy. So clear return policy and all that Um, sounds like it might help in these situations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So as much communication as you can give to your customers about how you're shipping, when you're shipping, like when their order goes out, if they have tracking information, um, all of those things. When, you know, if you have hard deadlines, like just communication is the biggest thing. Yeah. And then who do you, do you use the USPS? Mm -hmm. But that's why I give hard deadlines because I know that they can get backed up during the holidays. And so I'm like, no, no, I need two weeks because usually it only will take like four or five days. Like you need, I want two weeks in case it gets stuck somewhere for a week. Oh, okay. So, so for a hard deadline, just to clarify, you're saying that if you want your package by Christmas day, Mm -hmm. you need to have your order in by this particular day. Okay. Got it. Thank you. So I usually say like the 12th or the 15th of the month. And, um, if you do later, so like the 15th, just make sure that you have all your products made. If you're handmade, make sure you're, you know, you're trying to just sell what you have on hand. That way you're not struggling, you know, in case you get sick or something like that and you're not able to get those orders out on time. Got it. Okay. Logistical question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the So I've noticed online there's a lot of tools for shipping, like Shippo and, like, all these companies where you can print out shipping labels and they, like, help you with this process. Mm -hmm. Have either of y'all used any of them, piloted any of them? Yes. I love GoShippo. Okay. Yeah. So it links with my Weebly account. I I have my website through Weebly. Um, And it has just – it's a great process. It's very easy. It integrates really well with uh, Weebly. And I'm able to also – create shipping labels outside of Weebly. So I can just log into the the website, create an order, you know, sell that or send that. And um, yeah, it has like the shipping information. It tells you when everything's delivered. Um, You can do, you know, large packages, small packages. And then I think it also gives you like a little bit of a discount compared to what you would be paying at um, USPS. Cool. Go Shippo. Their logo is the one with like the hippo, right? Am I right? I think so. It's green. I think so. Well, we we um, s- actually saw the founder. She's a woman. I think a woman of color. And she um, we saw her at the Women in Tech Week. So anyways, I was like, yeah. Wait, sh- wait. She's a woman of color? The owner? Yeah, I believe so. Ah! We saw her present, right? We love you. Yeah. So anyways, fun fact. Yeah, it is a woman of color. She had a great tweet the other day. She said, she told someone, they said, oh, who do you work for? And she said, oh, I work for Shippo. And they said, oh, I think I've met your CEO. And she said, I'm the CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag boss. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I just use, uh, so my website is through Shopify and I just use, they have like a shipping, uh, integration that you can add to the website. So I just use theirs and I've been very happy with it. Okay, good. Full disclosure. I'm well, this is like, I'm not going to lie. This conversation is very fruitful for me, but it's also stressing me out. I'm like, ah, I have to like spend three days. Like I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be updating my, um, well, supposed to be, I'm currently trying to switch over website platforms to Shopify for the holiday season. And pretty much it should have been done like, you know, in my sleep. So, um, but it's good to know that shop, I mean, that's partly why I'm switching to Shopify for the integrations and the, it's all about e-commerce and that's what they specialize in. So I'm hoping that'll, I, it also just, I just need to breathe new life into my online situation anyways. But, um, yo, like that's why I asked logistical tech questions yeah those those applications and websites that integrate shipping and you can print from home have been a a gift from heaven as well (laughs) because Mm -hmm. i remember that the times when like it was like i wasn't ready to pay for large envelope like large orders of envelopes or shipping labels and different things like that like i couldn't afford it as a business Um, but I was like wrapping everything myself. I was writing all the labels and I had to go to USPS to like print out everything and get all the tracking information. And it was just so much, it was so time consuming. Yeah. So I would also suggest that if you're getting ready for the holidays, make sure that you have like easy shipping things. So you can go on eBay, you can get, you know, a hundred, uh, manila folders, the bubble ones. Yeah. And for like 20 bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, shipping labels, you can also buy on Amazon. You can get like 200 of them for like 20 bucks as well. And ship and printing from home makes life so much easier because USPS will come to your door. Um, U- UPS will come to oh, your door. Right. Come FedEx your door. will yeah. come to your door. So mm-hmm. try to make sure that your your shipping is all together like and make it easy for yourself. So buying those things, getting that ready, you know, that that's that's really been helpful is you know making sure that you have the right size envelopes and that you have them on hand that way you're able to just send it from home where do you do you order boxes where do you get those um so i i have jewelry um so i order my jewelry boxes from uline and then i get my most of the time i get my envelopes from um from ebay it depends, like the smaller ones I get from eBay, the larger ones that are like a little different sized, like I do get from Uline as well. But just beware that Uline does charge you, you know, like $35 in shipping if you order multiple things, like depending on what it is, it's not cheap shipping. And um, I usually do like a multiple order. So I'm ordering like 100 boxes of this size, another 100 boxes of this size and, you know, a uh, 100 uh, envelopes of another size. So yeah, Uline is a great resource. And if you love packaging stuff like I do a little bit, it can be a little exciting and overwhelming to go to their website because literally mm-hmm. they have packaging for everything. everything. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I'm glad you brought up Uline. They're a great resource. We'll be sure to put them in the show notes. I got their giant catalog in my house like twice. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that y'all oh. back it up because I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is this? giant oh, thing they're all awesome. i was like wait looks legit but oh no so now i know yeah they have so much stuff and the good thing about it also because i've been looking for packaging that is so i only use like craft products so if it has to be um dyed or anything like that i don't really want to use it 
Um, and I want to make sure that people are able to recycle it or reuse it or whatever. Um, Craft but, products are a type of paper yeah, products, right? It's okay. brown. Yeah. And like so more natural have, color. Yeah, they have recycled boxes. Yeah, they have recycled boxes. They have, or you can purchase recycled boxes from different places. Um, but Uline also has like recycled paper envelopes that you can purchase, nice. which I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So, Camila, when we go into Home Depot, I need to get some racks. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I need to essentially redo my whole life right now. I'm dead serious. No, we, t- we talked about this in our, our studio. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be going soon because I need to get a shelf as well. Um, I want to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need stuff. We oh, can wow. all make a trip to nah, Home I'm Depot. Go, I'm going this week. So. Uh, yeah. No, nope, I'm going to have to go by myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I'm realizing time. Yeah. So any last last few tips? Anyone have anything else? Go ahead. Hold I was just going to add that if um, – if for the listeners if you have questions throw it in our um in our reviews in our comment section on soundcloud and itunes and we'll answer to the best of our ability or we'll find the answer from somebody in the network yes. yeah also add your suggestions we've been getting some awesome suggestions oh, right. also from share your our tips. listeners mm-hmm. about different companies to use and who they're using that's working really well for them so yes do that as well yes please all right so we're going to take a quick break let you digest all of that information and we'll be back to talk about black friday plaid friday and small business saturday back we are gonna have well maybe we're gonna have a debate maybe we all agree i have no idea (laughs) but we're gonna have a conversation about black friday um plaid friday uh and small business saturday and there's cyber monday there's like all the things in one weekend um and i'm actually gonna pass it off to Monty to kind of define these things um and well i can speak a little bit to plaid friday too but here you go yeah so Black Friday is actually like a long-standing tradition in the United States. Um, it started in the 60s being called Black Friday, but essentially it's for large retailers to, um, you know, sell a lot of products at the beginning of the holiday shopping season. Um, Small Business Saturday was created in 2010 by American Express to highlight small businesses to get people to shop with small business, but also, you know, to get to get their to get their money as well. Um Pull that Amex out. Yep. (laughs) And Cyber Monday was created, you know, for all of the the online retailers. So Amazon, you know, all of the the large online retailers um, who don't get those lines around the corner, you know, at a brick and mortar store. Um, So basically they were all created for a big business to generate sales after um, the Thanksgiving holiday. And because the Thanksgiving holiday, the day after Thanksgiving is considered, um, you know, the beginning of the holiday season, shopping season, and for a long time was considered the the busiest shopping day of the year. I have a question for both of you, really quickly. <laughs> have either one of you ever stood in line? 
for Black Friday sales? Nah. Nah, never. I have gone shopping on Black Friday, but I've never stood in line like at like, like 5 a.m. or 5 whatever. 5 a.m. So I remember, no, I have never done it because I'm just like, I don't love stuff that much that I'm going to do it. I'm, well, I will just pay my little extra $20 or $30 and just get a regular price, whatever. But, um, or wait till there's a coupon. But I remember getting up and dropping my dad off. My dad loves technology. Like he loves gadgets. And so he will always head to um, Fry's on Black Friday. Yeah, so there have been, alone. yeah. I do love technology. So he he will I remember going and dropping him off like two different Fridays and the line was around the store. How early were you there to drop him off at like four thirty five? We got up at four thirty and we were there by five and there was already a line all the way around the store. And fries is huge. Yeah, fries stores are huge. So like he was standing in that line waiting to get in. And I was just like, oh, my God, dad, you're going to stand in this. He's like, yes, there is a computer on sale that I would like to purchase. (laughs) I don't even know. We just dropped him off. And I was like, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) What time did he call you to get a ride back? You don't even remember. She just left him there all day long. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, they're ready. They they dad. they're ready. Like they have extra people those days. Oh, but yeah. like, um, yeah, we probably didn't pick them up until almost early afternoon. Wow! Like the lines are crazy. If imagine the whole line around there. the store. Yeah, he and then you have to take time to shop too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Fries. I love. I love electronics as well. So fries is definitely my kryptonite. But no, nah, I'm not. I'll have patience. I also politically just like no. The Black Friday is, I, I, would, I guess, adding to this to the history and stuff is it's also a really big indicator of stimulating the economy and like how well the economy is doing. They're always dropping numbers on like, oh, it was a week Black Friday or whatever, because our economy, our economic system in the United States is based on a consumer economy. So in order for it to be successful, people have to spend money. So Black Friday is a part of that. Um, just that. Well, we actually, I just taught it, I taught about this economy in um, this high school class, this high school social entrepreneurship class I taught a couple weeks ago. So it's called the materials um, economy. And it's this idea that we need to buy stuff and then, and then essentially get rid of it as soon as possible so we can buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like what stimulates the economy. But in reality, like we're literally killing ourselves and our planet. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, so that's, that's the interesting thing. And then another thing about Black Friday is that it's been losing money partly because of the crash, but also because of online sales. So there's a, a shift to e-commerce, which is interesting. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know, I don't think that's solving the issue of buying too much stuff and like this whole consumer mindset. So, um, but are, yeah. Are you saying brick and mortar stores are losing sales? Or are you saying like overall? I think Black Friday I think like not... traditional department stores. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like that whole 4 a.m. line situation. Like, it's not making as much money as it used to. I'm I'm actually scared of the 4 a.m. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, but people were like literally dying. Yeah, like getting trampled yeah. at yeah. Walmart. Well, that's the psychology of the United States. Psychology of the United States of America. That's why, like, yeah, like that's like the really dark side. <laughs> Right. Well, besides, besides the fact that if you went to our landfills, like, huh, like terrifying. I'm not about to die over stuff. Also, right. I don't have time for that. I need to like digest all my food and get comfortable in my house on the day after Thanksgiving. It just looks. <laughs> You're so literal digesting food. 
such a good idea. You could run. You can digest running for an object. I'm just teasing. Pass. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Hope, can you share a little bit about Plaid Friday in Oakland? Plaid Friday is like an alternative to Black Friday, um, and it originated in Oakland, and it's all about supporting local businesses. And I mean, Oakland's already always been about alternative cultures with the Black Panthers and, um, well, and Occupy and all this stuff. So it's really about, you know, having a good time with your family where you're not going to get trampled. <laughs> you're going to be strolling on the blocks of Oakland, California weather, you know, with your family, having some food and maybe some delicious ice cream. I'm like painting a picture. I'm all like, Plaid Friday's coming up, you guys. We're about to be out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, strolling the block with your family, you know, supporting local business, food businesses and then buying some gifts. Um, and that's stimulating the local economy. And then fun fact the local economy, small businesses make up 90% of our national economy. It, these big businesses do not run our economy. They may have the most wealth, mm -hmm. but if we stop, if we stop generating small businesses, if we stop buying things, but if we also stop generating small businesses and hiring people, and we actually are the job creators. And so if we, you know, Maybe I need to write a comic book about this to get people to understand. But if the, if the universe was like all like Gap and Walmart and all, like all these big companies, we wouldn't like we can't our economy can't sustain itself that way. So hashtag smart by local by black. guys welcome back and now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast the tell me why section um this is where you get to let your hair down and just talk about what's on your mind so who wants to go first with their tell me why Madi is smiling at <laughs> smiling at her she has like a mysterious grin on her face for her tell me why so let's hear it tell me why I got engaged this weekend <laughs> Miguel um, proposed this weekend. He flew in from LA and surprised me, um, gathering like a lot of my friends and family. Um, I was just missing uh, my god sister, my big brother, and his family, and my dad. My dad was on a plane back from China, but Miguel had put it together like you know in the last couple weeks, and my dad was already traveling. So. Um, but I, I don't know. I was so hangry and upset because I was like, oh, we're going out to dinner and then we're going to go get like uh, pie milkshakes that I got really excited about because we got pie milkshakes on our first date. Um, and Miguel insists that we're going to that place every year. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the same diner every single year for our anniversary. But he proposed on our anniversary. Um, we finally got to the restaurant after I had complained for like an hour and a half. Like, Miguel, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten all day. And um, I thought I saw my grandmother in the window. I thought there might be a chance that he was going to propose this weekend. So I got my nails done. But, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Maybe not. We got to the restaurant. I thought I saw my grandmother in the window. 
I didn't see her when we hit the corner and I actually saw inside the restaurant. I was like, oh, that's not my grandmother. We're fine. We're just having dinner. And he's like, no, go left. And there was like a table of 20 people, like family and friends. And they were all just like, hi. And I couldn't even speak. I just saw everyone started crying, like bawling. And then Miguel's like, are you all right? I was like, no, I'm fine. And, you know, he's like, go say hi to everyone. And I was like, I can't move. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I never freeze. So I got really excited. He he proposed. He got down on one knee and, like, gave me a ring. And it was more beautiful than I could have imagined. Like, he picked it out. He went and, you know, checked with the store a few times. He put the dinner together. I thought it was our mother's, and it was actually him. Congratulations. Thank you. High five, Miguel, when we see you next. <laughs> Hope I should tell me why. Uh, let's see. What is my tell me why? My tell me why is tell me why I local in. Oh, 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 here we go. Tell me why Oakland is lit right now with the entrepreneurship ecosystem. I went to this event today with Spur, which is an organization, a nonprofit membership based organization in Oakland that um, put on a business event around raising capital and growing an Oakland small uh, business in Oakland. Um, and I just felt, it was very early, mind you, 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person, so it's not like that painful. And it was down the street from my house, so <laughs> I could walk there. So I'm very privileged. But, uh, but it was, I don't know, I just feel... It felt really beautiful to be there, and it's again like I, you know, I when I go, I introduce Central Community Partners, who I'm, you know, teaching for, but I also introduce Just Be and put us on the map, and um, and to get that confidence and to have people come up to me and really excited to learn more and to be connected and understand the ecosystem and the money thing, all the money and the debt financing and all that. Um, I feel like just a lot of light bulbs went off this morning, and I was like, ooh, I was like, tell me more. I want, I want to know everything, all the things, so we can help pass it on to our black women entrepreneurs um, in Just Be and um, and just, you know, yeah, grow and be free and be sustainable Yeah, in Oakland. Tell me why Hope came in like beaming. She was oh. just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I have to share. I'm going to burst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get it out. There's just so many good nuggets of it and light bulbs going off. So it's just. It's been really beautiful alignment. I really appreciate appreciate it, and it's been a good. Um, it's just a good reminder to stick it out and to be in this ecosystem and see, you know, where it goes. So that's my tell me why. All right, Camila. So my initial tell me why was going to be have a political premise because there are some amazing things that happen. Um, we're recording this in November. And the election just happened and some great outcomes happened that I was really excited about because I was feeling a little down at first about where we were politically as a country. But today I feel hope. I feel like the pendulum is swinging back the other way. But I decided to change my tell me why to all my hashtags um, that I have for 2018. I was telling a cousin of mine, you know, all the things I'm standing for and not standing for in 2018. And she was like, oh, you know, hashtag. So my first had, well, my tell me why hashtags of 2018. The first one was, uh, I don't live my life like this. 
Hashtag, I don't live my life like this when I was in a situation where I felt uncomfortable. And I was like, you know what? I don't live my life like this. I don't get down with this. I don't do that. So hashtag, I don't live my life like this. Uh, My second hashtag was uh, hashtag, uh, this is who I am. So it's, it's, I've had a great learning experience at the end of this year where when I've really stepped into who I am and like not apologize for it, mm-hmm. I've been rewarded by the, I'm very woo woo. So like I've been rewarded for it. So the second one is tell me why hashtag this is who I am and I'm not going to apologize for it. And so I've had all kinds Word. of. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. I want some money and I'm not apologizing for that anymore. I know as black women, we have a lot of issues around like money and being like, oh, no, I want money, but I want to be. No, I want to be rich. (laughs) And I'm not apologizing anymore for it. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. (laughs) And so that's my tell me why is. Make your hashtag for 2018 um, and then live your life by it. So hashtag, that's not how I live my life. That's not how I live my life. I don't live my life like this. <laughs> that's how I've backed out of situations. I'm, I mean, just to be honest, it was like a family argument that my family was having. And like in the middle of it, I was like, oh, no, I'm leaving because I don't live my life like this. Yeah. Bye. Drama boundaries. <laughs> Send boundaries for real. For real. So that's my yeah. tell me why. Oh, I like that. I had a I don't live my life like this moment this year too. <laughs> with the eclipse. I think we shared about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk more off the air, but yes, I am learning uh, as I've said before that I've I'm in couples therapy with my boyfriend. And that was an epiphany that I had at a last therapy session is that my therapist was like, You can set boundaries with your parents and I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> like I've been, Oh, that's why therapy is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I just realized yet yeah, last night talking to my mother, I was like not that I need to make boundaries, but I was just like I need to make boundaries with my family. Like I don't think that I do that enough. I'm always like, "Oh, above and beyond, I'm going to go out." But oh, no. yeah, I feel you. Like making boundaries is it's it's a scary thought, but it helps you and you should be your number one well and it will help your family too it will help your family and it'll help your relationship with your family Mm -hmm. she She was like oh no you can set i mean not to go into it but we were talking about like stuff and space and things like that and she was like oh no you can set boundaries with your parents and i was like what what (laughs) (laughs) i can do that that's the thing and she was like yes and i was like it's oh scary. God. It's scary setting okay. boundaries with black and brown families, <laughs> like ba- black and brown parents. It's scary. It's scary. it's a scary thing, because they they okay. Well, at least for me, it was just like I had like my parents are like I will instill the fear of God in you, and <laughs> you know like that's what you grow up with. It's respect, but it's also like these are my boundaries as as a parent, and you will abide by them. And so then coming back as an adult child and saying like okay well these are my boundaries too Mm -hmm. is it it can be scary so good for you thank you 
I was like, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. I did want to go back really quickly to the elections. So is there one, you know, shout out you want to give in particular? Because I saw an article today and I was like, huh. I was like, yay, yay, yay. Like scrolling down and all the people who got elected. I mean, there's so many, um, but this has been a great win for the LGBTQ community. Um, this past this past election that I was just really excited about. Yeah. Well, in particular, there was at least two, maybe three trans folks that got elected to yes. public office locally um, in their cities and towns. Yes. And trans people of color, which also for me is like an extra yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. The other thing that I, surprised me as well was that stuck out to me was in Montana, they have like the first black, like African person elected to a, a public position. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I, have, I have family in Montana, so I was like, huh, there's a black person in Montana at a leadership position? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is amazing. They voted for him? I didn't even like, know there were black people in Montana. I went to Montana to visit uh, Yellowstone, and we were, like, driving through and around, and I was just like, oh, my God, can we get out of here? <laughs> like, I don't feel comfortable oh. here. Yellowstone, <laughs> well, maybe Yellowstone's in, Yellowstone's in Wyoming. Wyoming yeah, and, like, oh, okay, Wyoming and Montana. Yeah, um, well, and interestingly enough, during um, Katrina, a lot of folks, they, like, I guess a lot of folks moved to Montana. I think they provided, like, spaces there or something, so there was a community that's moved. But, um yeah i mean i definitely was like excited but then i was also like he's gonna need protection <laughs> so you know <laughs> i was like he's gonna need a, he's gonna need security but but um but you know it, it was good i think it's uh there's a lot going on and um i'm ex i'm really excited it yeah gives, it also gives me hope Thank you for listening to our show. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review. And don't forget to share us with your friends because you know at least one black woman entrepreneur. And you know they're going to love us. So you can find us at justbeoak.com and on all the social media as Just Be Oak. You can find us individually as at FTD Collective, at Azteca Negra, and at Rich and Riot. Awesome. And we would like to do a few thank yous. First, we'd like to thank United Roots and Green Eyed Media for our recording space and equipment. We'd also like to thank our beat makers, Brother Ajman and Vinnie Bells. And we'd like to thank y'all, our listeners. Y'all are so awesome. Gracias. You can find all the info from today's show in our show notes. Just look below. And we will see y'all next week. Holla. Bye. Peace out. 